I think that sometimes when you get angry, you should leave the house and go walk. Allah got to speak to you before you say something you shouldn't say and you're going to regret it. And a lot of times that anger won't go away. The Lord tests you to see if you truly want that anger to go away from your life. And He wants to fill you with His love. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's lesson concludes our study of the Old Testament prophet Jonah and his volatile faith history. As Raul shows us Jonah's ongoing struggles with hard-heartedness and anger, he'll challenge us to see if there are similar things in our lives that need to be brought before the Lord. We'll see that unchecked bitterness will quench God's ability to use us in His kingdom-building plans. Here's Raul Reese with today's lesson titled, Jonah's Anger and God's Grace. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Jonah, which has been an amazing book for me. Yeah, I've studied it so many times, so many years. And so studying it and asking God to speak to me personally has been just a, a blessing to notice that Jonah was not only an angry person, but he didn't want to do what God called him to do. Maybe you're here today. God has called you to do something, but you don't want to do what God called you to do. When you don't want to obey God, then you have to pay the consequences of your disobedience. And Jonah did. And you would think that being in the fish three days and three nights, that he would hold up for three days until the last day. And that he would say to God, okay, God, I will go. So you can notice the anger that he had. Because in chapter 4, you'll see that you would think that all this love and grace and mercy would be poured upon Jonah. But Jonah is still angry. He doesn't want the Assyrians to be saved. He wants God to destroy the Assyrians. God gave opportunity to the Jews and now God gave opportunity to the Gentiles. In a hundred years from here, from this story, Assyria would be back in their own sins. Bad, killing people, destroying people, destroying this, destroying that. But for a hundred years, God gave his grace, his love and mercy to the Assyrians. Now you think what God has done in your life. How much grace has he given you today? How much of his love he's poured out on you today. And maybe you're here today and you're having problems with your temper. You're having an anger problem big time. Your wife suffers through it. Your children suffer through it. Or maybe you're a woman and you have anger problems in your whole family. They pay for it. They get destroyed by it. As I was studying this lesson, I was just asking God to speak to me personally. Personally, because of the things that I go through in my life. And when I get angry, the things that I'll say, the things that I'll do. Which, again, the Lord wants to help us. He wants to mold you. He wants to shape you into his image. I wrote something down here that somebody wrote. Anger is an asset that can actually do more harm 
to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything of which it is poured. Anger, a real problem. I think that when you look at this lesson this morning, I think of the prodigal son. The prodigal son had a real problem with his anger. He got angry because his brother was forgiven. He didn't want his brother to be forgiven and giving him his inheritance again when he lost it all. And here is Jonah, like the prodigal son, the older son, that when his brother comes back of the prodigal son, man, he is totally mad, he is angered by it. And you begin to see that here God is pouring out his grace, his love and mercy, and Jonah doesn't like it at all. He goes in to the city after being thrown out of the fish. He walks into the city, three-day journey, the city was huge. And he says, repent or burn, literally. And he walks out. No grace, no love, no mercy. And he goes up and he sits up on top of a hill and waits for God to destroy the city. No compassion, no love. One of the problems with Christians is they'll go to church, they'll give their lives to Christ, they'll read the Bible, they grow in Christ Jesus. But then you have these other people, they go to church so they'll feel good. They don't read the Bible so they never grow. And then they do things that they shouldn't be doing. It's like the dog going back to his own vomit in Peter. There's so many of them that are going back to their old ways when you've been given a new way. If any man is in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away. All things have become brand new. Can your family see the brand new life? Can your friends see a new life? Or can they see the same life? That means you haven't been touched by God. Because when you're touched by God, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit brings you to a place to do right when you do wrong. So you can repent and ask God to forgive you. And God forgives you to go on your way. We're not perfect. But it's when you don't learn your lessons. You're not learning your lessons. And God has spoken to you, but you're not listening. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit say to the church. That's why in chapter 3, verse 10, you don't have to go there. When he concludes chapter 10, he says this. Then God saw their works, that they were turned from their evil way, the Assyrians. And God relented from the disaster that he had said that he would bring upon them. And he did not do it. His love, his grace, his mercy was given upon the Assyrians. And Jonah did not like that. He wanted them to be consumed by God's wrath. I wonder what God thinks of someone that you know. That maybe you want them to be crushed. You want to see them burn. Because they did something to you. Or maybe you did something to them and you've never really forgiven them. When the Bible says when you come to Christ, you're supposed to forgive. You cannot hold grudges. If you haven't forgiven and you've been forgiven, then you're a hypocrite. Because the Bible says that Christ forgave us for all of our sins. And if he forgave me, I need to forgive, which I have given people 
not only spoken to them, but I've forgiven them for what they've done to me. And I think that if you have someone in your family that's hurt you, and you have this anger toward them, or you're angry with your children, what are you teaching them spiritually? Because they see the hypocrisy. Your neighbors, your friends, your loved ones. And Jonah thought nobody could see him. But God was leading him. God was leading his life. God had called him out of all the people. He called him to go to Nineveh and give a message of hope. A message of repentance. And when he gave that message, the people repented. And he hated it. Man, he wanted them to be consumed. And it got to him. Let's begin with chapter 4, verse 1. He says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. When God was going to save these people, Jonah did not like it. He wanted to see them consumed by fire. Verse 2. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Aha, Lord, was not this that I said to you when I was still in my country? God, this is the reason I ran away. I know you're a graceful God. I know you're a loving God. And you brought me back here, and I see your love and grace and mercy. Man, you should have left me alone. You should have left me alone. But how can God leave anyone that he loves alone? He tests your faith. It might not be like Jonah testing your faith to go talk to somebody about repentance. The Lord might be testing you through a trial, through a situation, so that he can see your heart. And when he sees your heart, then he can say, you know what? I can use that person. I can use you. But if he sees your heart and he sees what he sees in your heart, he says, I can use you. And when he can use you, you should be worried. Hebrews chapter 12, when he speaks about chastening. Well, God himself will spank you, spank me, because he loves us, he cares for us, and he wants us to be obedient to what he's called us to do. Jonah was an example. 2,000 miles away, the Lord brings him back because he doesn't really want to go and preach the gospel of repentance. And what does God do? He takes him and he goes and he preaches the gospel. And then he says, I don't like them anymore. I want to see them destroyed. And God saw that. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Our goal is to support you in your walk with the Lord Jesus. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You'll also want to download our free app for convenient access to a variety of faith-building resources. Let's rejoin Rolf for today's lesson, Jonah's Anger and God's Grace. And then he says this, Jonah, Therefore, I fled previously to tarnish on my way to Spain. For I know that you are a gracious, merciful God, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents for doing harm. Lord, I knew all the time that you would forgive them. And they're wicked, Lord. They kill children. They kill mothers. They kill anybody they can. They torture like nobody else tortures. 
And God, how can you save them? How can you love them? Look what they've done to Israel. Look what they've done to other nations. And yet, you want to send me to them? Oh, man, there is no way. That's why I left to go to Spain. Well, you brought me back. Here I am. What do you want me to do? I want you to win them to me. I want you to go and tell them how much I love them. Verse 3. Therefore, again, now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Imagine that. That's how much he hates them. Lord, I don't want to go. I hate them. The best thing you can do with me, God, kill me. Take me. And then I don't have to go anymore. I tried going away from you, but you found me. You brought me back. But this time, I want you to kill me. I want to die. He didn't want to live any longer. And yet in Hebrews 9.27, for there's an appointed time for a man to die and then the judgment. Every one of us here has a day. That God already has appointed. You can't do nothing about it. A day you're going to die. And then the judgment comes. Verse 4. Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Question. Jonah, do you think that it is right for you to hate people? Do you hate them so much that you don't want to see them in heaven? How much anger do you need in order to destroy someone? I guess a lot of us have experienced that. And I had to struggle with it for so many years. And I think that when you come to that place when I accepted Christ, I told the Lord, Lord, forgive me for everything, anything I have ever done. Take an anger away from me. And a lot of times that anger won't go away. The Lord tests you to see if you truly want that anger to go away from your life. But he wants to fill you with his love. I think that sometimes when you get angry, you should leave the house and go walk. Allah got to speak to you before you say something you shouldn't say and you're going to regret it. Be careful. Anger hurts a lot of people. Verse 4. And then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Verse 5. So Jonah went out of the city sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade until he might see that would happen to the city. He was sitting up and saying, okay, Lord, I want you to destroy that city. Sitting there, waiting all night to see what God would do. And you know what God did? Nothing. But love those people. As he loves you, as he loves me. And when I was reading this, I was just really touched by the Lord. That as Jonah thought that he could go up into a little hill, sit up there, not sleep all night, and then the next morning thinking that God was going to destroy that city, but he didn't. He was angry. He couldn't believe it. Jonah wanted to be alone. To think about that question that God had asked him. Do you think it's right? For me to destroy this city when I love this city. And you should love that city too. These people need God. 
And they have God. They accepted God in their lives. Verse 6. And the Lord God prepared a plant. And made it to come up over Jonah. That it might shade him from his head. To deliver him from the misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. The sun was beating on his head. So God creates this plant to go over his head. To give him shade. So that he wouldn't pass out. And then check this out. Verse 7. But as the morning dawned, the next day God prepared a worm, notice, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. Again, God is testing him from one event to the next event. He's wanting for him to hear, Lord, I repent. I will go. I will pray for them. But Jonah, nope, not going to do it. And God was trying to teach Jonah about love, about forgiveness, about caring for people. Because when you think of Jonah and the problems that he had in his life, what's going to be interesting in chapter 4, after the last verse, you'll never hear about Jonah ever again. It doesn't conclude with Jonah. It concludes God speaking to Jonah saying, there's 120,000 babies here. Should I destroy them? Jonah, that's why he didn't destroy the Assyrians. They repented, and there's 120,000 babies in that city. And Jonah should have learned. He should have learned that God loves children. And that God was not going to destroy children. But God was going to love the children that were there in that city. So heavy when I read that. He says, verse 8. And it happened when the sun arose, and God prepared and behem an east wind. And the sun beat on Jonah's head, so that he grew faint. He was going to pass out. And there he wished dead for himself. Okay, Lord, now for sure I'm going to die. And he said, it is better for me to die than to live. Here he is again. For me... It's better to die and not be here any longer. But that was not God's will. God's will was for him to repent. God's will for him to love the people. To love the people that he not only had gone to. Because God loved them. If you don't learn now, how are you going to learn in the future? If you're not willing to repent, how are you going to repent in the future? If God is speaking to you, then why aren't you listening when the scripture says, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. The Holy Spirit. The one that convicts. The one that speaks. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're not a Christian. Christians have the Holy Spirit. Then the question, why is it that Christians that have accepted Christ, they've been in church, they read their Bibles, and then they go back to their old lives? Drug addicts, homosexuals, lesbians, child molesters, fornicators, all these sins the Bible talks about. And in the book of Corinthians chapter 5 and 6, Ephesians chapter 5, 1 Peter, Galatians 5. It says this because in Corinthians, the Corinthians were talking and Paul was talking to someone. 
And one of the Christians asked, well, are you talking about us concerning the kingdom of God? And Paul said, no, the scripture is talking to Christians, not to non-believers about this. And he goes on to say this. If you are such a person as a Christian, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Because you have these people say, well, it doesn't matter what you do. You'll go to heaven. That's not true. You will die as a fornicator. You will die as an adulterer. You will die as a child molester, as a homosexual, a slave. Whatever your sin may be, you will die if you don't repent. If you're a Christian, you can't be that any longer. And I don't think that Jonah understood that. That now he was supposed to love. He was supposed to forgive. So that God could continue to use his life. But he didn't learn his lesson. And so many times we don't learn our lessons. When God speaks to his church. Through the word of God. Then God said to Jonah. Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? You're mad with the people. Now you're mad with the plant. I mean, how long is it going to be that you have this anger in your heart? And he said, it is right for me to be angry. Imagine, it is right for me to be angry even unto death. No love, no grace, no mercy. God is rebuking Jonah. There is a time, there is a place. God says enough is enough and God will rebuke you like he did Jonah. Jonah, stop it. Don't be a little child. Don't be a little baby. I've called you because I thought you were a man of God. I thought that you would go and tell these people through my love and my grace and mercy to repent. But you went to say to repent, but in your mind, in your heart, you wanted them to be totally wiped out. And I wanted to forgive them. He goes on in verse uh, 11. And should I not pity Nineveh? That great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and so much livestock. Notice what he says. Little infants, little babies. And the Lord tells Jonah, should I wipe out these young kids that don't even know the right from the left hand? When their parents have repented, And the whole nation repented before God. And God saw something amazing that a whole nation would repent for a hundred years. And after a hundred years, they went back to their old life. Like so many Christians, they go back to their old life. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we have situations. But we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that. We're not supposed to be the same people. Your Christian friends watch you. Your family watch you. Your enemies watch you. And if they don't see a transformation in your life, and you're still cussing, and you're still doing things you used to do before, and you're doing it today, you better look at your life if you want to go to heaven. If today's message has convicted you about any anger or bitterness you've been harboring, we encourage you to open your heart to God's healing and peace so that He can use your life for His glory. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Today's message was titled, Jonah's Anger and God's Grace. 
If you've joined us late or would like to hear the message in its entirety, we can send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call us at 800-634-9165 and mention today's message. We'd like to tell you about Rawls' four-part audio series simply titled Obey. This series will challenge you to spend more time in the Word of God, allowing its truth to guide your steps and bring you into alignment with the Lord's perfect will. As you learn to fully submit to God and entrust Him with your life, He'll work through you to accomplish mighty things for His kingdom. Rawls' four-CD study of the blessings of obedience is available for a gift of $19 or more. To place your order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. We also encourage you to explore our many free resources designed to help you grow in your relationship with God. Join Roll for Straight Talk on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. This Q&A program offers biblical guidance for walking closely in step with the Lord. If you've missed one of these programs or would like to hear one again, you can download our podcast using Spotify or iTunes. And Rawl also writes daily devotional emails that you can subscribe to on our website. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Your generous donations keep us on the air, and every contribution is tax-deductible. Thanks so much for your partnership. We invite you to join us again next time as Rawl begins a new series in the book of 1 Corinthians. We'll find that this letter, written so long ago to early Christians, actually contains a wealth of spiritual wisdom for our lives today. That's next time on Somebody Loves You Radio. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.